One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. From a land far, far away where success is a long shot and the struggle really is real, comes a voice from the depths of the concrete, the bowels of the BX, a voice that can't be silenced, here to share his positivity. Welcome to the Hope of the Hood Podcast. Yo, welcome back to the Hope of the Hood. Thank you for tuning in, checking us out, continue to do so subscribe comment rate and all of that uh i had a pretty good week last week every wednesday better days 302 broom street make sure you come out uh and that's that i didn't really there's nothing really to highlight from last week so we're just gonna like i'm so excited we're on a little bit of a tight shed tonight uh first of all it's fucking snowing outside it's a blizzard some revenant shit going on today's guest i hit him up earlier this morning man and i was like yo what's good he said Nigga, you think i'm bitch made quote unquote you think i'm bitch made he said yo i'll wait for weather like this to i test people's characters see who's coming out and who's staying in i said god damn son shit was real but then at the same time so i'm like chilling later on in the day and it hit me I'm like yo cause you know when you think about the homie and you're like you know what <laughs> I'm like yo you know what that's him he don't even regularly cough and all that But so I'm like yo my man's not bitch made he's coming through you might know him as the host of True TV's Laugh Mob Presents Laugh Tracks you may know him from the comedy scene you know what I'm saying he's got the one of the illest shows Take It Personal at UC Beast Tribe called Yes uh, uh, Leader Of the new You know what I'm saying And then The list goes on man Like I really just want to highlight A lot of the comedy tonight Cypher Sounds everybody. Yo Yeah what's up man Thanks for having me Hope of the hood Thanks for coming man This is like I said Bro You like So much Even like Alright You got so much going on Right yeah. now you're fucking busy. You're in. Yeah. The, I'm on your gram. I see you in fucking London. You're in Tokyo. Yeah. You with Beyonce. You you fucking <laughs> South by Southwest. Yeah. You're everywhere, man. And and you on the billboard. So when you're not there, you yeah. still there. You're still here. Still here. Still here. Uh, the main thing with me is getting things on the calendar. Once it's on the calendar, it's almost a done deal. But just like I've been trying to do your podcast for a couple months and it it just doesn't get on the calendar. Once it gets on there, because then you asked me today, yo, you still good? And I looked at my calendar. I said, it's on the calendar. I'm coming through. This yo. is, bl- but Pete, you got to understand. Blizzards. I'm cut. It's on the calendar, Petey. What do you, do you think that comes from the DNA of the B? Do you think like the lead based paint in the DNA? Is that, is that like a oh. new, is that from the NYC? Like, it's just throw your Tims on and you ready to go, oh, go get your Tims? Uh, yo, listen, nowadays, in, uh, you know, we're in New York City, wherever you're listening from. All this, yo, they sent out alerts on the, on the, on your phone <laughs> the night before that schools are closed. And, well, we didn't have none of that back in the day. That's a fact. You woke up, you looked outside, you're like, please. Please uh-huh. be closed, please. And you turn on the radio, on the radio, and they list every school, and you just waiting for your school to be called out. And then you are like, yes, I'm staying That's home. It, yo, Jerry Springer. And then nowadays Whatever's people are like, well, the kids are gonna stay home from school. Do we have a babysitter or a nanny or a 
No, you go to work. The kids is staying home. I seen kids tobogganing today, man. <laughs> I said, "Oh, what a wonderful fucking world!" In my mind, Louis Armstrong came on, and I said, "Man, listen, snow, bro." So you out here, Sife. Yes, sir. Matter of fact, so I hit you up. I think it was like the day before. That was the ill shit. So like Dan, he's doing his corporate thing now. Yeah. Billy's, Congrats. I don't even call him Billy no more. I call him Dan. He's doing yeah. big things. <laughs> so I, I I hit you up like early. Like, five, no, it wasn't even early. Like seven, eight. But today? No, like the day before yesterday. Oh. We're talking about scheduling here. Yes, like, yes. yo, he scheduled this shit. Because I did the passive shit. Like, I wanted you for Wednesday, yeah. but I was like, any Wednesday you're oh, yeah, available yeah, yeah. except for the 28th because I got yeah. that book. And you was like, what about Wednesday? I was yeah. like, yes. Yeah, from here, yeah. I was like, he was like, only thing is like, whatever. But then, so as you came out, thank you so much. Um, I, I just want to know, all right. So I got so many fucking questions Yo, to I'm ask ready. you, man. Because I know you from comedy for about, personally me, I know you for about maybe three years, two, three years. But from just in general, I've known you since forever as far as like airwaves, New yeah. York City, like always there. I, won't, I was always interested. I never knew. Like where did you, where was your first start in DJing? Like whose crates did you carry? Uh, okay, so... I lived. I moved to Long Island from the Bronx at 15. So moving from the Bronx to this very white neighborhood in Long Island was like a culture shock for me. So I got more into music because I wanted to be more connected to my neighborhood. You know, I was into music because when you live in the Bronx, music is just everywhere. Yeah, it's just there. Your aunt's house in the street in the park and the radio. You know what I mean? It's just there. But when you move to a white neighborhood, it wasn't readily available. So I had to, like, be on top of it. So I used to record every uh, Yo! MTV raps and video music box and just have them on video, VHS tapes and all that kind of stuff. And then um, so I started DJing just in my room to to get closer to the music. And then I got fell in love with it. So I, When so, did you get the turntables? Uh, like, my stepfather had one. So I just hooked that up, and then I had like a, you know, like the, the systems that used to have the tape decks and the radio and the turntable on it. I had one of those. <laughs> so, so I you just rigged put it, yeah, right. rigged it together and made it. So I would just play with the radio one, put the record and play the beat, and then I would scratch with the other one that my stepfather had, which was not much better, but a little better. Right. Then uh, a couple years go by, and the initiative people. Yeah, a couple years go by. I save up. I get a job. I save up. I buy records. I buy turntables, da-da-da-da. And then I go, uh, this kid had a rap group. He produced a beat. They were going to a college radio station in Long Island at a Delphi called WBAU, Wild Man Steve show with DJ Riz. Hmm. And then I went in there just like a guest. Were you in college or still in high school at this time? No, I was in Nassau Community College. Okay. Big time, baby. Big time. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> uh, and then I asked, yo, I literally just, this is how I still work to this day. I asked the host, I said, hey, you need any help? Can I answer the phones or get you coffee? I like it up here. I've never been to a radio station before. He was like, um, he's like, yeah, you could, you, we'll try you out, answer the phones, come back next week, you know, whatever, 10 o'clock, whatever. I was there, you know, nine o'clock. Mm. And then, I, from that moment on, I just kept helping him. And then Riz was the DJ. He would come on an hour later. And then I said, hey, you need any help? Can I carry your crates? Whatever. Like, yeah. he's like, he didn't have a car. Mm. So he lived in Brooklyn. So he's like, yo, I got a DJ in the city. If you come pick me up, then you can roll with me. So I came from Long Island to Brooklyn, picked him up, mm -hmm. went to the city, and then drove him back to Brooklyn and then drove to Long Island. Dudes, people. Yeah, and then just... Where'd you learn that, B? Where'd you learn how to pay dues? Like, I don't know. Because that's like you putting yourself on, really. I don't I don't know. I just didn't have any discernible talent. Like I didn't like I But you knew what you wanted. I mean, none of us have talent out there. I mean, that shit's fucking well, absurd. You know, okay, you know, now that I think about it, you know what it was a little bit? Like I'm I'm I was a five percenter, right? Peace to the gods. So you was a five percenter? Yeah. That's no where cipher comes okay. from. Oh, word, word. So Five percenters' whole mission in life is to learn mm -hmm. and then teach, right? So that's 
once I learned about that, once I learned that the mission is to learn, I just wanted to be everywhere where I could learn. Now, when you talk about 5%, you learn about history and racism and civilization and mm-hmm. facts and all that. But I also wanted to learn how to break into the DJ game. Mm. So I so I was like, all right, this guy DJs clubs. I don't. Uh, let me ask if I can go with him. Like, it wasn't that hard, you know? But you still said you didn't, you had a different approach. Because yeah. I said, I try, I think, like, it fucking ring, it, like, uh, touches home to me because, like, help, dude. Like, yeah. th- that, even just that word, help. Most people don't come out, most people just say, hey, can I, can I, yeah, can yeah, I? Yeah. Uh, Not yeah. a lot of people go, yo, can I help? Yeah, I don't know. You know what I mean? Because I feel like that's like one of the illest angles. It's not a... It, it, Who's going to say this, no to fucking help? Like, to this help day, I use that angle. Mm. To this day. My thing nowadays is just I just got to get in the room. Once mm. I get in the room, I'm going to figure out. And usually, especially nowadays, once I get in the room and do what I do, they call me back. Do you feel like that's the... I feel like it's something in the Bronx DNA. Yeah, do you feel be. like a... Yeah. Cause it's like the, I feel her. like I feel like that's like the com- not com- chameleon, yeah. Cause like you said, we just need to get in yeah. the door, yeah. Just get in, and then and then we like, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, but like, oh, I know, I know the the reverse of it. The the opposite end is I don't have hood pride, mm. and maybe this is because my father died when I was young. Okay, I know a lot of dudes that. They summon their pops in their mind, mm-hmm. and they bombs and they pops be like, "Don't let nobody play you. Don't ever let nobody play you. Don't let nobody disrespect you. Right. If somebody disrespect you, you know what I mean." And then I'm like, "So I'll take a little more disrespect for the lo- for the goal." Where I've seen people like I've been neck and neck with people, and then a manager, a boss, somebody of a higher authority will play me, mm-hmm. and I just. I just eat it and go on to the next level. And the last guy was like, yo, these niggas ain't going to play me. And they and they leave. Right. And then two years later, they'd be like, damn, you stuck with it, huh? <laughs> yeah. You know? And, like, I really realized that I didn't have a male figure in my life. And I don't know if that's the answer, but I'm saying, like, I think I've seen a lot of dudes where they have strong male figures in their life, and it's like a hood pride thing. Right. And where it turns into, like, you ever see, like, security guards and some dudes at a club beefing and they like, yo, I'm going to come back, shoot up the club, right? <laughs> yeah. And that's, they both have hood pride and they're both just clashing into each other. Neanderthals. Where I'm like, yo, bro, can I talk to you over here for a second? Because now I'm not trying to embarrass him in front of all these people. Be like, yo, I'm supposed to um, meet the DJ here because I'm supposed to DJ here next week and I just wanted to see what the vibe was. It's just me and one other person. Do you mind if we go in? And then he's like, oh, my bad. I didn't know you, da, 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 you was working. Come on in. As opposed to like, yo, I'm supposed to be here. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And then these guys, turn it, it turns into like, well, you ain't on the list. So you're saying the approach. Approach is always, approach, approach is a major thing. Because I learned that shit later in life. Yeah, like a lot of people. Approach. approach is major. Yeah. So, all right, so you you, you 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 start with DJ Riz. Yeah. How do you break into Hot 9-7, uh, Ready? Well, Riz was in a DJ crew called the Flip Squad with, with Funkmaster Flex okay. and a lot of other DJs. So he was Riz used to DJ the tunnel. He used to open up the tunnel. And I used to just go with him. And I, I went with him for like probably a year and a half, maybe two years. And then Riz started blowing up in his own world, started getting his own gigs, and and didn't want to open up anymore at the tunnel. So they 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 asked him, "Well, you got someone else who could do it?" And he suggested me. So that's how I got into the tunnel. That's how I met Flex and Jessica, who was Flex's manager. And then that's it. Like I was lucky, I was blessed that Flex just happened to become. You know, Flex was always on from ten to midnight. But then there was a time where he, in 97, he got the 7 o'clock slot where he was a personality, not just On a DJ. 97. Yeah, Hot 97 in New York. So right when he got that job, he was like, oh, I'm a personality now. I need some help. And I was there opening up for him. He was like, yo, can you want to come to the radio and, you know, set up my crates and help me with the artists and get dry? I was like, yeah, of course. You know what I'm saying? He's like, I can't pay you, but, you know... 
you you know, you go, I'll give you food or whatever. He's like, and if you do this for me, I'll make sure I get you more gigs, like opening up for me. Dudes. So he didn't pay, yeah, he didn't pay me at the radio station. Never, never did the man pay me at the radio station. Did you even care? No, I would, yo, but any party he got, he would tell tell them, Syph got an open for me. And they're like, well, we already have an open. He's like, an hour before I go on, I don't care who's playing, Syph got to play. Mm. And I know how to set him up for the for the, for the the strike. You know mean? Oops. So he'd give me like 250, so, But you're running with the biggest DJ, respectively, in New York City. Got, back then, remember, album release parties. That's the, the God. That's and, the God. Yeah, all the puffy parties, Jay-Z. That's the God. You're everything. running with the God. Hold on. But it started with you asking, homie, if he need any help. Let's go back to Riz one time. Yeah. Yo, do you need any help? Do you need any help? And then do you think also being a good guy, like, it, you know what I mean? Once you get in the door, like you said, you got in the door. Yeah. Is it, did you, were you uh, conscious of being a good dude? Like, all right, maybe. Or was it just not in you? Because I was a dickhead. I'll be honest. I, I was the type yeah, of dude but... to fucking leave the back door open, steal some shit, have my yeah, boy steal nah, some yeah. shit, and then be like, nah, I was with you. Nah, I, I, was... <laughs> I was one of those dudes. So, yeah, like, nah, even I was that. a good dude, yeah. Okay. But the thing is, that... You know, I know a lot of bad dudes who roll with a lot of people. Like, it's really like, especially when you first start out with somebody, I never wanted to be like annoying. I never want, this is still to this day, I never want to call somebody, and this is why I don't call a lot of people probably. Mm-hmm. And they look at my name pop up on their phone and then roll their eyes like, oh, this nigga, yo. I have a fear of that. I hate that. So I always try to make sure I'm not that person. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, this guy's calling me again. For me, like, I always kind of equate it back to the hood. It's like, if a dude pulls up in the fucking new Benz, yeah. I'm not going to go over and be like, yo, how much did that cost? Or like, yeah. yo, nice car. It's like, if he wants to summon you, yeah. it's like, hey, yo, shorty, yeah. get over here. Go to the store for me. Yeah. So it's like almost like a, a, along the same lines of... Well, yeah, in, that, in, the in game. that scenario, I would probably go, yo, if you ever need me to go to the store. Because it's not that day. It doesn't happen that day. Right, right, right. It doesn't happen that day. You're probably annoying them or bothering them. So I throw, I leave it open. Yo, listen, I'm, I live right over here. If you ever need me to go to the store for you, just holler. Yo, I just learned that trick like a year or two ago. <laughs> I swear to God, my boys put me on. Yeah. My boy, shout out to my man, Ryan. He was like, yo, you got to passively ask. Yeah. And I was like, what, what, what do you mean? Yeah. I was like, what the fuck you mean? Like, I'm asking, nigga. Yeah. He said, yo, you got to passively ask. Yeah. So, so, and then like, that's crazy because the first time I ever took it out for a test run, yeah. it worked because I was like, yo... Um, I'm not, I was like, yo, I'm not asking for a spot or nothing. Yeah. I'm just letting you know I'm out. If you ever need whatever, yeah, just I'm on the radar. Yeah. Let me know. I'm on the radar. And it was like, yeah, actually, whoop, yeah. whoop. And I was like, and then I just did that. It's the only way I ask for yeah. shit now, if I, if I ask. Yeah. And then, because my thing is like, if I'm asking for something big and I, and I, I just like, I mean, I try to make it as, as passionate as possible. Like, yo, if you ever need anything. Right. I'm telling you, I'm just a phone call away. And then two weeks later, they're planning something and somebody might have dropped out or someone's flight got messed up or whatever it is. Yeah. And they're like, oh, Sife said he could um, do something. And then boom, you in. And then once you get in, you got, then it's on you. And it's on you. Yeah. So to comedy now, we talked about music for yeah. a little. Use with Flex, that's the biggest. Come on, man. Fucking Flex B. <laughs> Like you got if you're not in New York, like you don't understand. It was like DJ Red Alert, and then he kind of it was like, and then it was Funk Flex. So yeah. it's like if you got New York on in the, the radio, headlock yeah. on the radio, like it was like a, I don't know what the what the term is, like the passing of torches. I don't know whatever the term is. So it's like fun, and then you running with him. You at the Diddy White parties. You DJing for J Lo. Come on, man. It's fun. Little Kim. <laughs> Big. Did you ever meet Tupac? No. Almost met him. Probably just left the room when Probably you got there. He heard you was coming, was like, yo, chill, son, safe, be wildin'. All right. So comedy. <laughs> Here's why I fucks with you, hard body karate. And I and I and I and I bought this up on the interview. Shout out to the guys we fucked. This is like the first interview I ever did on this show. Whoa. Bought you up. Very first episode. Love it. Cause I talked about people that like put in work on the comedy side, put in work. Like I met you. <clears throat> excuse me, in the basement of 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 a spot on, on McDougal. 
Not the hot spot. Oh, yeah. The other spot. Oh, yeah. That's where we met? <laughs> huh? Yeah. That's where we met? Oh. I was working the door. And, oh, yes, um, yes, yes. So I was doing yes. the check spots, and I knew. I'm like, yo, fuck. I, so the, the, my whole thing was I, I was I was a check spot guy. Like yeah. every child was interning. I was yeah. I had that spot on lock. Like yeah. no money's gonna help. Like yeah. I'm gonna help. Yeah. And I knew like I was always uh the headliner. I go before the headliner check spot. Yeah. And I knew if I did good, the headliner was gonna see at least one minute of my shit. Right. So at you least if off, I could get like with a banger. at least if they no, no I'm saying the end like they'll probably see like the end of my shit because you know nobody's watching the check spot like yo right, let me right, see right. what the check spot's talking about yeah. so I knew I had like a few seconds before right, so before if, they go on if I had it cooking enough yeah I was like they be they show me some sort of respect like yeah. words son you do it and he you came in one night you were you were closing I was closing you was closing this night. Ugh. You was climbing, yo. Come on, man. Uh, this is cipher I sounds. Never close. Yo, this is hold on. We talking cipher, <laughs> but this is the beginning too. Like this is I'm t- from when I met you. Yeah. And um, so I do some shit, whatever, whatever, and then uh, and then you like, yo, whatever, like, yo, what's up? And like, the, you gotta understand, this is cipher sounds. Like this is PD. <laughs> from, up, I'm yo. on my mother's couch. No, you gotta understand, I'm on my mother's couch. On this journey that yeah. I don't even know where the fuck it's going. Yeah. It's so going and then, but you showed me mad love and you was like even like, yo, here's my number. Let's write some shit sometime. Whatever. To me, I never contact I maybe might have contacted you once. But in my I was like, yo. But the most admirable thing, because then I think you got into the to the salad like a, yeah. a few weeks or a month or so after yeah, whatever. Soon after that, yeah. But the illest shit to me was always remembering you. And I know you had comedy shows prior to to you doing stand-up, like yeah. you were doing the improv, but you also had with the Don't Get Gas yeah, show. Don't Get Gas, yeah. Where was that at? Started off at Comics, mm-hmm. which was 14th and 9th, and then that closed down, and then it went to Caroline's. Were you hosting that show? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And was that like your first like feel with first, the stand-up? everything, yeah. Okay. Everything's first. But what made you be like, yo, let me just get into the... Because that shit is terrifying, my nigga. It name. wasn't terrifying because I wasn't, in my mind, doing stand-up. Mm. I... I Look, I just, it was a scam to make money, mm-hmm. right? Everybody in the, every DJ, especially on the radio, had parties that they also promoted or were part promoter in to get money. Right. So instead of getting $500 or $1,000 from the promoter to DJ, you you become the promoter and then you make four or $5,000, mm-hmm. hopefully, if it goes mm-hmm. right, right, right? But you got to do a lot more work. You got to get the people in the building. But you plug in the ship. Yeah. On the radio. Back then, we were allowed to. Then it kind of stopped. But so, so like, everybody was doing that. So it was like, uh, nobody's really... Like, if everybody's selling crack, then who's making money? You know what I mean? Like, who's the best one? So people just always used to say I was funny on the radio, Mm. right? I used to do, like, little prank calls or whatever, funny stuff. So I kept hearing it. Yo, you funny on the radio. You Like, just... And I was like, yo, this is a sign Mm. from the gods up above or whatever. So I was like, yo, what if we produced, instead of producing a, a party, we produced a comedy show? Mm. You know what I'm saying? And I figured it out. I spoke to this lady. And she, I got They let me get comics on a Tuesday night, which is like the worst night. And But you got to plug it. Yeah, I got to plug oh, it. was packed every, for four or five years, you know, from... Oh seven, and then you had the big. I seen a few yeah. joints. You had some nice little drop. You know, cyphers yeah. involved. People going drop in. Son, <laughs> it was phenomenally packed, yo. Ever from day one, mm. packed out the. Because mm. what I what I noticed was, I was promoting to my club going crowd. Right, right, right. So. They, so and it's on a Tuesday, that, so that's beautiful. It's not you're not competing with nothing on Friday, Saturday. No, but there's also a lot of you know. Clubs in New York that'd be on Tuesday, little hip hop nights. You know what I'm saying? Okay, yeah, yeah. Hip hop is always big on the off nights. Okay. Back then, because hip hop always people still in trouble. Nobody yeah. stabbed on Fridays. Can't <laughs> so, <laughs> save that for Wednesday, Tuesday. So they would come dressed up for the club. So they would come there first, eat, laugh, and then go to the club. Right. So we had bad chicks in there. Oh shit! Then like all my shit is like everyone I would invite would be the the dudes that work at music re- uh, labels, record labels. So they would bring artists through. So Drake came before he was popping. Lil Wayne, Rick Ross, all the locks used to come and hang out. Like ball players, I don't even know. I don't know nothing about sports. They'd be, yo, that's so and so from the Timberwolves. I'm like, all right, whatever. And they would be in there because it was like dope, fly chicks, whatever. The spot was dope. 14th and 9th, right off the meat packing. And I'll go on stage, 
And my friend, this one guy, um, comedian, would book like five I was just comedians. about to ask, how'd you get the comics? Yeah, so like Angela Yee, you know Angela Yee, she's yeah. on The Breakfast Club now. She she was my co-host on Sirius. She was like, oh, my friend does comedy. He can help you book the comedians. So I would look them up and I'd be like, oh, I like this guy, I like this guy, I like this guy. And then I would ask the club too, like, yo, who who always does well at your club? Right. And I'd be like, can you ask them to do my show? Because I didn't want my show to become a hood show. Right, 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 right. I would have mix, mix of it comics. Up. It'd be like Talent, mm. Capone, and then Dan Natterman. You know right. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I didn't want it to be a hood show. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I already had stage presence. Okay. I already know how to talk into a mic. Right. When I used to DJ in clubs, I would say funny shit. Right? So I was like, all right, just say that without the turntables. You know? Right. And... Damn, you I know, didn't even think about it. It's almost like one of them acts that like play the guitar or something and tell <laughs> jokes. Yeah. But with turntables. Oh, I do that now. No, nah, I know. I'm just saying I do that's that now. Like, but that's I didn't ever ever even look at it like yeah. equate it to that. Because yeah. you all it's like the same shit. Yeah, same shit. Yeah. Musical comedy. Mm-hmm. So then I would do like one minute and bring up the next comedian or two minutes. Then you know what I mean? Then it started turning into three minutes. Right. And, you know, it's I just started hosting. And then um after like a year or so, a couple comedians, you know, Brooklyn Mike, yeah, Mike yeah, Troy, absolutely. Talent, Talent worked at Kiss FM, which was across the hall from Hot 97. Oh, wow. So okay. every Wednesday, I would go into Kiss, like, yo, Talent, I said this last night. I said this. I said this. He goes, that's good, but you should have put this there or said it like this or paused. Right. I'm like, okay, okay, right? So you were seeking knowledge. Always, yo. Yeah. And then I had Talent. Talent does shows every <laughs> night. Oh, yeah. Talent, can I go to any of your shows? Da, da, da. I'll shout it out on the radio. Mm-hmm. He's like, of course. The only re- the only time I wouldn't shout out other people's shows if it was like a week before my show. Right, right, right. Other than that, the day after my show, if Talent had a show or Capone or any of them dudes, I would shout it out, and then I, they would let me get a spot. You know? Oh yeah. And then um, so then Mike, uh, no Brooklyn Mike, he was like, yo, I'm gonna tell you something, yo. When radio DJs start doing comedy, comedians don't like it. Because they steal a lot of jokes. Because they're not really into the culture. They just want to be on stage or whatever. I was like, no, I never, I would never steal a joke. That I, he, goes, I, he goes, I know we all like you now. But at, in the beginning, we was just like, oh, this nigga's paying $100 or two. I'll give comedians 100 or $200. Mm. Where that, that club would pay you $20. Right, right, right. They were like, yeah, comedians are only $20. I'm like, I'm not paying somebody <laughs> grown $20. grown-ass man yeah. with five kids. Nah, man. I felt, I, I couldn't <laughs> do it. So, so then they were like, yo, we fuck with you. He's like, yo, you know this don't really count. Because this is your crowd. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. He was like, you got to go to some other spots. If you're going to take this seriously, you got to go to some other spots. So I was like, all right. So I started going with him to other places and like horribly bombing, yo. Like mm-hmm. horrifically. It'll be like, oh shit. They'll be like, next up to the stage, Cypher Sounds. Oh shit, Cypher Sounds. <laughs> oh shit. Yo, he does. <laughs> this nigga ain't even funny, yo. And then, be like, yo, this nigga got gas. Yo, like. son. <laughs> I'm in the hood rooms, Queens, oh, man. in Jamaican rooms. Oh, like, a lot of mercy. Bombing, bombing, oh, bombing. Those so, are the worst bombs people. Yeah, man. It was, I, I wouldn't go back up for months. I remember one month was so bad. I mean, one week was so bad. When my show that I host, my own show, mm-hmm. I just got someone else to host it. I didn't even want to host it. Because you had the stench from the other shows yeah. on you? Yeah. And I was like, I'm not, I can't do this. I'm not built for this. Damn, son. And then what'd you do after that? Did you, you know, eventually, like, you get the bug, like. But, all right, so how did improv come? So after that, would you take, like, a little break? Like, let me take a break. Nah, like, I, the, the longest I didn't go up was, like, three months. Okay. okay. I, I would do my show, but that was it. Right. But then I would just keep going to comedy shows and studying, okay. studying, studying. Watching talent host a comedy show, so like, yo. Effortless. And it's like. He's in the middle of this ill joke. You don't even know it. He's just, it sounds like he's just talking. Right. All of a sudden, a punchline comes in. You're going crazy. Right, right. So I would study that. Um, so anyway, then we moved it to Caroline's. And by then, I was, it was flowing. It was crazy, packed, everything. And then, um, I, then I got the morning show on Hot 97. Right. So. Big. Uh, when you do a morning, uh, a morning show is not as fun as I thought it would be. All of a sudden, I became the quarterback, so mm. I had to like delegate jobs and be a boss. Right. And I don't know if you ever try to be a boss of Peter Rosenberg, 
but it's impossible. Okay. So if you want to get gray hair and punch yourself in the mouth daily, try to be Peter Rosenberg's boss. Uh, but so my producer was like, yo, um, you're not as you're not as loose as you were like when you did the weekends, because now you feel like you're in charge and you're like all stiff. He's like, you should take an improv class and just practice loosening up. And I was like, what? What's improv? Why would I do <laughs> so I went to an improv show. That's another thing that's admirable, uh, admirable because it's like, yo, you could have been like mad people. would have been like, man, fuck you, man. Tell me what, what the fuck you talking about. Yeah, but I'm, you gave it a go. I'm never like that, yeah. So you gave it a go. And then I lost two years of my life in dirty, disgusting indie improv shows. Okay. Why, son? Why was I go to take these classes and I'm trying to get better at improv? I'm in my 30s. Mm-hmm. I'm like in my own right, and I'm not saying this with an ego, but I'm famous mm-hmm. in my world. And I'm going to this world where no one knows me. And I'm hanging out with 22-year-olds that are like straight out of college doing UCB improv mm-hmm. and we doing indie shows in the bar, in the bar basement, triple crown basement. Oh, I've been there. And my um my <laughs> manager's like, yo, um, we got these three dates in London. And I'm like, oh, when is it? He's like, you know, 17, 18, 19. I'm like, oh, I can't go. He's like, what? I'm like, I got a I got an indie show at Triple Crown. <laughs> He's like, what the fuck? Are He's you like, what about? are you talking about? He's, I'm like, it's a comedy thing. He's like, yo, I got bread, a bag of bread for you. You go Friday, Saturday, Sunday to London or Japan or whatever. And he's like, well, how many people are at this show? I'm like, oh, no, the only audience is the other team. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, but I wanted to learn it, yo. And you, but you having fun? Yeah. I love it. I still do it. Oh, okay, okay. No, I know. I was going to say, when did you start your own, uh, what do you call it? Oh, so probably like... Um, Trap Call Yes. When did you start yeah, the Trap Call Yes? Uh, probably like, it's been almost five years now. So what's that, 13? 2013? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So yeah, I started my show. Because uh, I saw because I use my angles. All right. Every time there's some rap shit that comes up in an improv scene, mm-hmm. I murder it. And some kids be bringing up rap lyrics or artists. So I'm like, I know that artist. Like, they bring up, like, an ASAP Ferg um, lyric. And I'm like, I know him. Or, you know. So I was like, so then they used to ask me a lot to do the monologues at ASCAP, right? Mm. To tell the stories. Okay. And then they would do improv off of my stories. So I'm like, well, I'm telling a story about Premiere or Nori or uh, Little Kim or Flex. I was like, why don't I just bring them? You know what I'm saying? Like, ding, ding, cause, ding, ding, ding. Cause my story is killing. So what if I just bring the person to tell their own story? So I, I asked them at the theater. They convinced them. Boom, boom. They tried it once, sold out, tried it again, sold out. So then they gave me a weekly show. And I bring rappers. Young Midas Touch. Yo, son. Two Chains, Action Bronson, Locks, MOP, Naughty. Petey <laughs> did it. Like That's it. The black guy from 40-year-old Virgin, Romney Malco. Like Son, my list, I've been looking through the footage lately, like, yo, Swiss Beats. Everybody's done it. Come on, man. And there's still people I got to get. But so, like, every Friday would be, like, rappers telling stories. You already had notoriety from something else. Yeah. So that goes back to you not being bitch made. Yeah. Because I know a lot of people, even, like, when I started, there were people that were doing it, like, 10, 15 years from other places that never came to New York. And when they came here, that shit is like, all right, fuck yeah. what you did over there. Yeah. You starting from square yeah, your, one. Your, your credits don't don't apply to these college credits. You know what I mean? Like, right. you got to go back to the beginning. So I fucking go. I come to your show. Take it personal. Yeah. UC Beast. I get there. Like, I'd never been to your show. I saw improv a couple times. Yeah. And it was like, whatever. These silly fucking yeah. silly shit. Niggas yelling at, out cat and shit. <laughs> Somebody yell something out. I'm like, yo, come up with a fucking joke, B. <laughs> Yelling somebody out. Yell some shit out. So I go to the show. It's like nothing I ever seen. The shit was, first of all, hip-hop. It was yeah. flavor. That shit ha- And then, so I told a story, whatever. I did a set. And and your crew just, I like, they acted it out. They improv it. They made up a whole world out of what I was saying. But it was so flavor 
that I was, and I'm mad critical, like, so, but I'm sitting on the edge of my seat because I don't know what's going to happen yeah. next. The shit's hilarious. Yeah. I'm like, I've never seen nothing like that. Why is this not on TV? Yeah. Why is this, there's nothing like it. So, like, how did you, like, how does that feel to, do you feel like, yo, I got some shit? That's oh, like, yeah. I definitely got some shit. And <clears throat> I'm, improv's been around for a long time, since the 1950s, 1960s. Right. I'm talking about, Improv and acting has always been around. Turning improv into its own stage performed art form is like 60s, right? So I'm not the nowhere near a pioneer of it. Right. But I notice it's very college white boy art form. Right. In the last 10 years since I've been down, uh, since 2011, so last six, seven years, is a lot of push to get way more women on stage. And then now there's this big push for diversity. I don't give a fuck about any of that stuff. I hate forced diversity. Word. But um, uh, I'm trying to, I think hip hop, sorry, I think improv is nothing more than what the kids on the corner in the hood do to make each other laugh. Right. It's just a little more structured where I look at, Improv like UCB as the NBA, mm-hmm. and a lot of kids in the hood are playing street ball. Street ball, yeah. Both funny, both dope. But if you want to get some money out of it and and be a professional, you got to play by some rules. Mm-hmm. So there's some rules to improv. My goal is to take this white art form and bring it to the hood. Mm-hmm. The way hood, and when I say hood, I mean you know anything from rock and roll back in the day and blues, mm-hmm. hip hop, that it went the other way. Right. So my like my thing is like, all right, I'm gonna take this and bring it to the hood, right? So that's my goal. So I'm working on a TV show for it. I had a TV deal. Mm-hmm. Um, it was with with Hove and Alicia Keys has been my partner for a while. Okay. Dope. And then Hove, for some reason, you know, he's my manager. So I bring it to Hove. He loves it. <laughs> Jay Z, if anybody. Jay Z. Jay Z is my manager. Uh, so I bring it to Jay, explain it to him, show him my my proposal. He loves it. So he wants to do the deal. So everything's done. He brings it to his partner. Um, he has this whole TV deal thing. We bring it to his partner. They love it. Ready to do the pilot. And then, I don't know if you know this, but his partner was a gentleman by the name of Harvey Weinstein. Ah. Hello. Young Weinstein. <laughs> young Weinstein. Young, young so I had the deal all ready to go. They was about to shoot it. But, and then um, something happened, and then it got all messed up. But this shit, like, honestly, like, even what you just said, like, that's what it, that's how it captivated me as just yeah. someone, and I'm a comedian, so it's even more, like, I know, like, yo, if I could laugh, and this is entertaining, yeah, 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 yeah. it's definitely going to entertain yeah. these people that have never seen it before, that are like, what the yeah, fuck? It's just like when people, like, freestyle rap off the top. Okay, you know that Black Thought freestyle that was yeah. on Flex? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You see how people went crazy for that? Yeah. To me, that's what improv is. Right. When it's done right, not that he was freestyling all of it, but I'm just saying when it's done right, it gets the respect of the world. It's amazing. But when it's done wrong, it looks horrible. Yeah, you're like, yo, someone yell out electronic piano? Is that I hear electronic piano? Yeah. But I've seen shows like that be... Be lit. Crazy. Yeah. It's about having to open mind people. So then, all right, so then you went from there. You went, uh, you got the take it personal. And then, but like, so I said, you you got the notoriety. What makes you go, yo, let me go into the basements of the fucking grungy comedy. Yo, they got tourists in there, man. There's fucking people that got hoodwinked to go to these (laughs) shows, B. And you like, yo, let me go out there and fucking. I don't got no ego. I don't got no pride, yo. Like, I mean, I got pride in myself, but I'm saying like, I just want to get on stage and get better. I want to get better. Uh, I want to be great. Mm-hmm. I don't. I, to this day, I don't put enough time into it to be great. And according to my own scale, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying. I want to be great. Right. And what I like about comedy is there's no age limit. That is the best thing. There's no age. There's limit. no age limit. There's yeah. no grade limit. Yeah. There's no sex limit. There's no nothing yeah. limit. Be whatever. It's a fucking level playing field. Yeah. You on the mic, just be funny. Yeah. So all right, fast forward. You get. You're uh, you're into the you're in the cellar now, yeah. people. You don't understand. This is like if you do stand up comedy, they got comedy clubs and then they got the comedy cellar. Yeah, comedy cellar is amazing. Like we're talking, we're talking like this shit is like the fucking tavern on the green. This is like Madison Square Garden. This is like <laughs> this for stand up comedy shows clubs. 
this is the top of the top. How does it feel to be in there and you just like, you might be chilling or you're going up or whatever and then Seinfeld drops in. Yeah, I've never seen Seinfeld yet, but a lot of people. Chris Rock. Chris Rock drops in. Chappelle's always dropping in. Louis C.K. before all this stuff happened. Um, I seen, I met Paul Reiser in the cellar once. Ledge. Ray Romano. Ray Romano knows me. Of course he Son, does. That's yo. crazy. If you anything about New York, you know Cypher. Ray sounds, Romano man. comes in, he's like, hey, what's up, Cypher? I'm like, what's up, Ray? And then in my mind, I'm like, what's up, fucking Ray Romano. Son. Knows you. You know what I'm saying? So like, it's great. But also, there's nights where I sit there. Most of the time, I host at the cellar, right? Mm-hmm. I got this thing about me. I love comedy so much. I'm a good host because I care about the whole show. Yeah. From front to back. Um, Sometimes I sit there and I bring someone up and I sit on the steps and listen to them and go, I'm going to go home. Like, I don't even belong here. You oh, know? yeah. I don't even compare yeah. to what these people are saying. So some days I love it. And then when you're around all the best, mm-hmm. all the time, that shit weighs on your brain, yo. But that's all you could want. Like, last night I, I fucking went before Greer and I, saw, I was like, I was like, yo, this thing is... So visual. Yo, so it's crazy. Wait, like, you you say mad words, and he don't even got to say all of those words, and his impact's going to be way bigger than yours, and his act out is going to be make, way crazy. And you'd be like, yo, is this nigga smoking PCP yo, when he came right. up with this shit? And you're like, I can't one, do it. I'm going to tell you, my not my favorite Greer joke, but crazy. to this day, I don't understand why this is gets a huge laugh every time. I go, ladies and gentlemen, Greer Barnes. He walks on stage, he's like... Like either he takes off his jacket, right? And he goes to the mic and he goes, yeah. And everybody, <laughs> I'm like, why? Why? How could that work? Sauce, man. How does that work? He goes, yeah. And everyone laughs. It's called sauce, man. And then, and then he goes into like these bits and I'm like, wow, I can't even. Mad smooth with it. Like, yeah. damn, yo, I feel like I'm working too hard up there. Like yeah. when I see, I'm like, yo, I'm not working hard enough and I'm working too hard at the same time when I see this shit. All right, so. Real quick, people. Uh, we're about to wrap it up. We got shit to do. Okay. Uh, real quick. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I, um, so I'm on the couch. Is anybody, are they still listening? Are you, if you're still listening, hit me up. Yo, listen, people love you, bro. First of all. I feel like, I don't know. People don't see, and like, that's why I wanted to talk to you about the comedy and big you up comedy. Cause I, I respect you on a level of like, yo, this dude's fucking putting in work. Yeah. That a lot of people don't put in work. So this leads me to the next little, little schmidge, right? I'm fucking on the couch the other day. I'm not fucking, but I'm on the couch. No, you're on the fucking I'm, couch. I'm on the fucking couch. Fucking yes, yes, the couch. I'm not yeah. fucking on the couch. I'm, I'm on, on the, the fucking, fucking couch. couch. So I'm on the fu- well, no, nobody fucks on the couch. I'm a fu- I fucked on the couch a couple times. <laughs> so I'm on the f- I fucked on the couch a couple times, and I'm like, so I, I'm on the gram. I'm on the grizzly, and I see a show. I, I, I uh, two for five. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Cipher sounds. Michael Che present yeah. two for fucking five. Yeah. I went to the two for five. Last year, it was fucking bananas, dude. Yeah. I, I caught the tail end of the show. I think it was like Gerard Carmichael was yeah. on there. Heavy Sashir. hitters, Sashir. Heavy yeah. hitters. And I'm like, yo, this is lit. I was just happy to be there. I'll be honest with you. I'll drink yeah. a free alcohol. It was fun. <laughs> so, then, so then I see you post the other day, like, yo, two for five. 
April 17th. Got the new flyer. Bodega birthday bash. Yeah. And like, you know me personally, I'm like, yo, I like, yo, come on. I'm like, I'm the most bodegarous nigga there is. <laughs> That's the first thing I thought. Oh, that shit is crazy. You ain't dropped this yet? The flyer? The flyer? No, no, oh, y'all not even ready. Y'all going, y'all think by the time this come out, they're going to see it. I yeah. seen it there first. Relax, people. Or probably him and his, constitu- his constituents. Confidants. So I'm like, yo, the bodega birthday bash. I'm like, nigga, I'm the most bodegarous nigga there is. I'm the nigga that could get credit in bodegas he never been to. Like, I'm the nigga that they let use the bathroom in the bodega by the stock in the stock room with the Arizona. Like, don't trust everybody around the Arizona <laughs> on the Palmers and all of that. So then I'm like, whatever. I, I'm, I'm like, I'm not like whatever. I'm like, yo, this shit is so lit. So in my mind, I'm like, so I go about my day. I look at the screen for like ten minutes. <laughs> I'm sizing. Just, that's like an Instagram story, right? I just wrote on the. On yeah, a I held it, right? I held it my on my thumb. Yeah. I held it for ten minutes on the story. You know, you hold it yeah, in the yeah. story. So I Break held it down a little bit. Yeah, I held it, and then I'm like, yo. So then I go about my day, whatever. Sife, hits me. Well, you commented. No, but I commented, but that was just like, yo, two for five niggas got yeah. garbage down the yeah, way just because I, I picked up what was being put down. Yeah. So then I get the 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 message. Sife is like, yo. You trying to do look, you know, you come through. I was like, nigga, <laughs> do you understand that the hood angels sung, bro? Fucking the cherubs was on the fucking mandolins, B. <laughs> the hood cherubs was on the mandolin. And I'm like, yo. Yeah, that, that, but then but I be talking I don't talk shit, but I tell people like, yo, you just put in the work. Like you didn't know you were gonna be opening for fucking. F- you didn't know Flex was gonna look out for you and yeah. be like, "Yo, put him on." You didn't know Riz was gonna be like, "Yo, my man." You did you ever ask them like, "Yo, you think if anything happens, you could put me on, or was you just going every day with your best efforts?" Like, let's see where this goes. Yeah, I don't even think about that. Just put your best work in every day, and it's gonna come. Like every job, the only the only job I was ever offered was. A&R at Rock Nation. Mm. Jay Hove offered me a job. That's the only job I ever got offered. Everything else was me being around, mm-hmm. working. Uh, yo, son, radio. I worked at Raucous Records. I worked at Tommy Boy Records. I worked at um, Star Trek. I was at A&R for the Neptunes, Pharrell's label, mm-hmm. Rockefeller, um, a bunch of other consulting things, son. I just go in. I'm like, hey, I'll do this for free. I just want to get in there. I want to learn how to do this. Inside man like, shit. Free? Why would you do it for free? Boom. After a while, I make it so they can't live without me. You know what I'm saying? The only job Hove offered me. Was this after he started manage? Or you was down with Rack Nation no, this Management? Is way or a before? long time ago. This is okay. Like, Years ago. This is before they even had the airplane logo. I get it. No, this is Rockefeller. Oh, Rockefeller. Rock you, yeah. Oh, okay. My bad. Excuse so, me. Oh, I actually have the note. So he slit, He did the old school. He brought me. He's like, yo, I want you to be A&R. He started this new label called Rock La Familia. I remember that. He was trying to do world True music. Life True yeah, life. Yeah. yeah. So he slides He slides me this piece of paper and it goes, it says, start at 50K SVP A&R. Right? So he slides me the paper like that. Let's have a picture of it. He slides me the paper. <laughs> right? I just seen Jay-Z's handwriting, yeah. people. He slides me the paper. I look at it. I go, he goes, yo, listen, I want you to do, I got this thing. Because I, I brought uh, Rihanna mm-hmm. to to him back in the day. I introduced him to Damian Marley. We tried to sign Damian Marley, but it didn't work out. Hold and on, hold him. on. Rewind real quick. Son. Yeah. He said he bought Rihanna. Rihanna. Riri. Yeah. Bad girl. Riri. The one we all yeah, fucking re we talking Riri. Hold on, yeah. you don't understand Riri 61 mil followers on yeah. the fucking Grizzly. Yep. Riri, Not like this. white girls, little white <laughs> girls want to grow up to be black girls now, yo, because of Riri. They're like, it's possible. That's that's a picture of her when I met her, 17, <laughs> on the couch. Come on, you look like you were 16, man. What <laughs> the fuck, man? Bronx don't crack. Come on, you seen that picture. Son. She didn't even have the fucking Pumas yet. So ho slides me the paper. I look at it. I go, yo, I learned this from you, Hove. You're never supposed to take the first offer. And he goes, nigga, that's all we got. I said, okay. (laughs) (laughs) He tried to play hardball. It lasted for like two seconds. I wrote fine on the piece of paper. Fine. 
It took it. But, that's, that's, that, but other than that, other than that, everything else has been off the muscle. Just go, just working. Boom, boom, boom. The the seller, you know, you got to audition at the yes, seller. It's yes, not yes, just yes, you yes. just get on. So I don't I don't like audition. Hold Still on. to this day. How did you real quick? How did you fa- like? So we went through the history of like the comedy. Fast forward to you hosting uh, Laugh Mob presents Laugh Tracks yeah. True TV. Was yeah. that ever in the vision? Like how how did that? How yeah. did that come about? And like, how did you feel about it when you knew? And like, I love TV, yo. I love TV. I, it's my dream to be on TV. Uh, any which way, mm-hmm. I'm a. I don't. It doesn't matter what it is. Just get me in. I'm gonna figure out the rest. So that's a show they 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 asked me to do the pilot. Mm-hmm. Just like kind of like audition, do the pilot. I did it. They loved it. Yo, son, I show up early. I stay late. Mm. I don't complain. I do everything they ask plus more. I throw in my suggestions of how I think I can make it better. I don't get offended if they don't take my suggestions. Mm. You know what I'm saying? There's certain people I don't like working with, but I bite my lip and I get the job done. Mm-hmm. Right? I don't complain. Boom. Shot the pilot. They loved it. We want to make some tweaks. Cool. We're going to shoot 12 episodes. Cool. I don't know these people. I got to go to L.A. I start getting to know all the True TV people. Mm-hmm. Son, they love me now. They love me. True T- I did an event yesterday, the True TV um, ad sales team, mm-hmm. like 650 people in this big-ass room. They're all, no, no, not True TV. I'm sorry, Turner. So this is CNN, TBS. Who you know pays them? Who huh? you know pays True TV? Is it, is Turner? Yeah, Turner. Yeah, yeah Turner. I, True, I didn't know that, but I'm, I know yeah, Turner. True, True TBS, CNN. Uh, a couple other things. The whole company, sales department, me and, and Mark Vieira, you know the comedian yeah, Mark yeah, Vieira? Yeah. So he's on my show a lot. You're from the BX, right? Yeah, he's from yeah, Mark. BX. Ooh, so, ooh. yo, I went in there, murdered it. You know what I'm saying? Murdered it. The head of sales, the pre- yo, the, the not Ted Turner, he passed away. Yeah, RSP. The president of Turner, of all of it, <laughs> is in the front row. I'm like, sir, I go, I go, I go, El Presidente. Uh, thanks for having me here. I am happy to be your Latin diversity face. <laughs> the whole place starts dying. Yo. But yeah, so yeah, I got the show, hosted it. It's an okay show as far as like budget and all that stuff. Right, right, right. Son, it's everything it's lit, to though, me. But it's li- Here's the thing too about that. It's, everything. It's different. Yeah. So that I think that like we spoke, I, I spoke to you a while back, but like I, I was like, yo, the lit, the litest shit is that when you're doing shit and this hasn't been done on TV, at least that I know of, I've never yeah. seen it on TV before. Yeah, you feel me? So right. that was lit. And um, what are your what are your plans going for? Like, what do you see yourself producing, directing, uh, fucking it. specials? Okay. Uh, you you you're all over the world, bro. I see you. Yeah. You DJing with Che. You DJing with Chappelle. Yeah. You DJing with for yourself. You opening. You know what I'm saying? You're doing everything, man. You like the Bronx. Like, yo, we need to put a fucking statue up with like the spikes on the top so the pigeons don't <laughs> land on it and shit. We're gonna, you know how we're going to put your spikes as the hair, paint it black. <laughs> yo, son. So, yeah, I open up stand-up and DJ for Chappelle, for Michael Che. Um, I DJ for J-Lo when she needs me, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> you know what she needs. I got a bunch of TV shows I'm working on. My improv show is one of them. I got another show I'm pitching. Um... I got. I just shot something with Dave Chappelle for Netflix, um, and then I got uh, this my birthday show, which which Petey was telling you about, April seventeenth in New York City, twenty eighteen. If you're listening to this in the future, you missed a great one. No, but it's coming it, out on Monday. It's hosted oh, it's by. Be out next Monday. They might be listening ten years though. Oh, true, true, this true. true. Live forever. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, yeah, so it's a great. Uh, it's uh, Petey. Mo Ammer, Jessica Kirsten, Yamanika, hosted by Michael Che. We got some surprise musical guests. So that's going down on an LPR. You can get your tickets at cyphersounds.com. And then take it personal, my improv show, Monster Energy just bought it and they're sponsoring a tour. Um, so we're doing 10 cities. Yo, hold on, hold on. Starting June. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Yo, son. Yo, my man just said. road, baby. My man just said he got the bag. From Monster and I mean, they've yeah. been you. May, I mean, yeah, they're my people. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. but again, lit. PD, they give me a check. Did you see it? Did you like? Did you did you see this when you were like, "Fuck it, let me go out on this foreign voyage." I don't know what's gonna happen. Young Sife from the fucking Bronx, by nah, the way, of Long nah, Island. Every day, Young DJ Riz, nah. fuck Funk Flex. You just out here, son. I don't look at it like that. Every day is a blessing and a new a new opportunity. You know what I'm saying? I had a lot of flops. A lot of fails, but I just keep pushing. 
My, my the thing is, I also don't wild out. I don't buy jewelry and cars, and my money. You know what I mean? I stack. Right, right. So right. I'm good. I, those years where I wasn't on the radio and had no job, I was okay. I stacked, and and you know I had to cut down on the steak dinners. I mean, but you was, you was 40 day resetting then anyway. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I seen you. This was like lost mad weight, son. All right. We about to be out. Last Man, question. This is something. Me. We're going to yeah. ask you a few questions. So what would you tell someone on the way that, that maybe hit a roadblock or they, they see something as a roadblock to keep going? Like what, what kind of gem could you drop on? Yeah, it? honestly, I mean, it's all been mixed into what we've said so far. But um, this worked for me. I don't know if it'll work for you. I don't know if you have the, the what do you call it? The resilience. Yeah, I don't know if you have the resilience, but I don't have, I don't have pride in the point where I think people are trying to play me, I don't take things personally. I think that's one of the biggest things. You're going to hear no. This industry is built on no, right? This industry is built on the word no. And you just got to keep going and find a way around it. Find your way around it. And just keep pushing, keep pushing, keep pushing. You got another idea, bring it to fruition. It didn't work, try it again this way. Go over here. Yo, I put out, I needed some help. I put out an Instagram post looking for interns. I need some people who are good at video, pictures, social media, and people who want to do like management and admin. Mm-hmm. My email flooded, son. Nice. Flooded. I didn't think people was hungry no more. Yo, they out there. They out there. You got to find them. <laughs> okay. And some kids hitting me from out of town like, yo, I can do your graphics. I live in Pennsylvania. I don't I, I don't got to be there. Just send me the artwork. I'll do it. Absolutely. Yo, so there's always a way. Like, I'm getting busier. I was like, yo, I need some help. Mm-hmm. You know what? Let me just put this out boom i got a nice little team so just keep pushing i know you heard it all before gary v says it all the time and a bunch of other people will smith says it but it works son yeah. you gotta just keep your keep your head down and push through yo hey there you have it man cypher sounds all right we got these last five questions okay, we asked go. i don't know how many questions they are but we got my man billy back in the stool he's gonna ask these questions he ain't been on the mic in a minute uh take it away chambray word what up, Sif? What up, Billy June? You know why they call him Billy June? We gave him that name. Oh yeah, you told me. First way, time ever yeah. on the air anything is because me and Peter Rosenberg. Because I asked you how I could help. Yeah, he did. But I did annoy you too. Very annoying. Yeah. His name is Dan. We call him Billy June. <laughs> What's your favorite bodega item you've never seen in a regular spot, only in New York City? Oh, oh. Um, the uh the the I think it's two for a dollar lemon cookies, the lemon cream cookies. Those are only in bodegas, yo. I don't even know the name. And they yo the barely any filling in there. It's mostly cookie. You gotta like scrape out the filling and make one cookie out of like four of them. What's your favorite word and why? My favorite word is. Uh, just one word or a phrase. Yeah, don't take it personal. All right. Yo, you ever read the Four Agreements? Yeah. yeah, that's where I got it from. Yeah. I got a whole joke about not taking. It <laughs> I got a whole joke now about like reading that book and yeah. then like and, like applying that shit in the hood yeah. and like if you ever want to fuck people's head up without a weapon, yo, you just don't take shit personal. Yeah. They be like, nigga, you supposed to be <laughs> mad. You're like, nah, I'm fine. All right. You're not mad. What would you tell your seventh grade self now? Oh. Um, don't, don't go, don't cut school and go to the Museum of Natural History. That's what I did when I cut school. I went to the Museum of Natural <laughs> History and got beat up by some, uh, you remember that school, Park West? You know Park West? I got beat up by some Park West kids. So don't cut school to go to museums, you fucking nerd. By yourself? <laughs> nah, a couple friends. No, and don't have friends that ain't gonna hold you down, so it's, it's like hanging out with Last question. What would you do in the event of a zombie apocalypse? Oh, man. I don't know. That's a good one. I mean, I guess... Uh, Where am I? Zombie apocalypse happens? I don't know. I'll probably just... There's no way out. I'll just kill myself. I'll just kill myself. We haven't heard that one yet. I'm There's coming. no way out, man. Yo, I'm coming through, son. We got sharpened Metro cards. We slicing. We going out to the Who death. Who wants to fight that? Nah, I'm just, I just going to go. 
Saif, thank you so much, my brother. Appreciate you. Me. All the best. You got this shit. I'm, I'm just excited to work with you, see you work, do your thing. Uh, people listening, thanks for listening. Uh, shout out to ACAST for housing us. Shout out to Apple Podcast. Shout out to Laughable. And check us out every Monday. Better days, 302 Bro Street, every Wednesday. Boom. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code Buttery. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on.